Welcome to the Go Podcast. Go aspires to engage the local church in global missions. We seek to share mission stories that encourage, edify, and equip other Christians in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ at home and abroad. This podcast is a part of Liberty Bible Church Global Ministry. Your hosts for Go are Cami Santner, a missions partner with Liberty, and joining her is Kevin Cram, pastor of global engagement at Liberty Bible Church. Welcome back to Go. My name is Kevin, and I'm your host, uh, and I'm proud and uh, pleased to bring you a very special episode of the Go Go podcast today. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different today. Um, the first thing that's going to be different is I'm um, going solo today. Uh, my co-host, Cami, who usually sits beside me in these, uh, is unable to make it today. Um, so uh, you just get me today. Um, the other thing that's different is, is that usually with these podcasts, we do series on topics, and today we're doing a very special one-off standalone episode. Um, today we're going to be uh, sharing with you a very exciting ministry um, that Liberty undertakes every year. Um, and uh, every year, Liberty Bible Church has a Thanksgiving offering, which is a special call to giving that our church makes um, for a particular missions project, either in our local community or globally. And each year, the Thanksgiving offering raises substantial resources to help fund the Great Commission around the world. And we're pleased to announce that this year's offering will go towards the Hospital of Hope in Togo, West Africa. And the Hospital of Hope is an evangelical ministry that provides medical care to thousands of people in the predominantly Muslim region of northern Togo. And the funds raised for this project this year will go towards the construction of an expanded maternity ward for the hospital. And today we get to speak with one of our missionaries, Caroline Klingbeil, who serves at the hospital, who's going to share more about this project. So Caroline, um, thank you for being with us today. Uh, we're just so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege. So Caroline, tell us a little bit about the Hospital Health of Hope. What is its background, its story? How did it get started? And what sort of ministry today does the hospital have? Uh, the Hospital of Hope was opened in 2015 to serve the people of this region who did not have access to quality health care before. Uh, we have a functioning clinic, laboratory, pharmacy, operating room, and inpatient hospital that has served close to 95,000 patients in the almost eight years that it's been open. God has blessed this ministry in so many ways. Uh, we have the incredible opportunity to be in a Muslim community, but we have the freedom to freely share the gospel. Everyone around knows that we are Christians, and so many doors have been opened because of that. There are around 200 Togolese employees, many of whom are non-Christians, but have relationships with Christians who are pouring into their lives. Because of the reputation of the hospital, people come from hours away to receive quality care. This allows us to share the gospel with people from hard-to-reach places. For example, Burkina Faso is the country about an hour and a half north of us, where there is currently a lot of terrorist activity. As missionaries, we may not be able to go there ourselves, but because of the hospital, we are still able to share the gospel with people from Burkina and connect them with other African believers who live there. Um, and then in addition to the hospital ministry, my team is involved in church planting, a Christian radio ministry, a Christian school, and my personal favorite is the nursing school, um, which trains Togolese nurses to be able to work as nurses in our hospital, which I have a privilege to be a part of. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, there's a lot going on. And every time that I hear and talk to you about the ministry of the hospital, I get tired. <laughs> so I can't imagine how you guys are, are faring over there with all that work that you're doing. But God is really blessing it. It's amazing. 
So as we mentioned, this, year, this year's offering is going towards the expansion of a new maternity ward for the hospital. So I'm sure there's a ton of needs at the hospital. Why this particular one? Why this right, right now that you guys are focusing in on, on that? Mm -hmm. Great question. The hospital, like you said, needs to be expanded in many areas. Um, our number of clinic visits, surgeries, hospitalizations, and births have gone up every single year since the opening. Um, and we are in the process of forming a big vision project for the hospital. However, some needs are more pressing than others, uh, like they need to be done yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the biggest need that has been identified is our maternity ward. Um, the first year that the hospital was open, there were 364 births. That's about one a day. Right. This year, we are on track for over 1,300. <laughs> um, so that has more than tripled. Wow. And we are receiving more and more referrals from other hospitals and clinics that are complicated cases, complicated deliveries that they come to us because they know that the mom and baby have a better chance of survival and better outcomes if they're cared for at our hospital. Um, and that also doesn't include the patients that are seen for non-delivery issues. Uh, and so we have just four labor beds in the labor and delivery room that houses all of those patients. And we end mm. up playing musical beds. Man. It's a guessing game of figuring out who's going to deliver first and put them in a bed. And then as soon as they deliver, another one takes their space. So some women are laboring on chairs or on the floor because there simply isn't adequate space. There are beds or stretchers that are squished into the ward trying mm. to make room for all of the people that we're housing there. I think it's kind of obvious that this isn't ideal. And so it's a huge need that is just continuing to grow. Now, I imagine, especially in a hospital, you don't like that situation as a medical professional because that raises opportunity for infection, for um, just a whole mm -hmm. number of complications and issues. And especially for like, young, you know, birthing mothers and newborns, I'm sure that's a constant battle and struggle that you guys are having. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a big need. So what would the expansion specifically entail? Um, how would this improve the quality of care that you give mothers and to their newborns? Uh, the expansion would be building a new maternity ward with more space and more beds. Uh, it, hopefully, it will also include a C-section suite that is directly connected to the maternity ward. Currently, um, if somebody needs a C-section, they're ro rolled all the way through the hospital mm -hmm. in order to get to the OR. It's uh, not ideal. So this would allow uh, our surgeons to be able to treat these women more quickly, especially in urgent situations. Uh, and as you said, this would all improve patient safety and allow better care for our patients. And it's the first big step towards expanding our space and our ministry. Yeah, that's cool. So obviously, like you intimated, the the medical care at the hospital provide per, that the, it provides is such so huge for this region. I mean, I'm, I imagine um, that there aren't a lot of opportunities to have this quality of care um, in the area. Um, but how have you seen the ministry of the hospital bless and impact in other areas beyond just the medical care? Yeah. Great question. Uh, there's the spiritual impact, which is simply a testimony of how powerfully God is working 
Uh, we see people consistently come to know Christ, whether they come from animist or Muslim backgrounds. God uses many ways. We have Togolese chaplains who are absolutely incredible resources and work in the hospital and the community. Uh, there are patients who need to stay close to the hospital in order to receive continuing medical care. So they live in our cuisine, which is a place where they can sleep and cook and stay for mm. their continuing care. And there are chaplains and missionaries who go there every day to share biblical resources resources, and develop relationships. So that's an incredible place for spiritual growth. Then there are the various churches, house churches, Bible studies, and discipling relationships, uh, which all impact the community spiritually. A unique way the hospital has impacted other areas is economically. Uh, The presence of a hospital uh, that brings people in from far away is a place of employment for over 200 Togolese. And the presence of Americans All these things together has greatly increased the economy of Mongo. Uh, More people have consistent income, and even the ladies in market who sell us our vegetables are able to send their children to school because of the growth of economy. Additionally, uh, the opening of our Christian school and some educational programs on air from our radio station have affected the community as well. Our area of Togo has the lowest literacy levels in the country, Mm. and many children do not finish school. So both direct and indirect ways, we're hoping to empower members of our community. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So you mentioned the cuisine. I, I, I think you mentioned this to me before, but just really briefly, how long on average does someone actually, when they come from outside of the outside of Mongo from another regions, how long do they usually stay at the hospital? What can a length of stay be um, when you go, when you go there? Uh, that can depend greatly. If it's a simple infection and they need two weeks of antibiotics, it can be a two-week stay. Uh, but we've also had very complicated fractures and burns and injuries that require long-term care. And so there are people who stay there for six to nine months. Mm. And all they do is sit and cook and wait to talk to people. And so it's a huge opportunity for us to develop relationships with them. Uh, We have one missionary in particular who goes out there every day with different uh, resources, shows them the Jesus film, has Bible studies, um, and invests in their lives. So that's both adults and kids. So it's kind of a fun afternoon activity to go and kick the soccer ball around with whatever kids are around that day. Yeah, that kind of really shifted my mind um, when I when you were telling me about this um, before. Uh, just, you know, when we think of hospitals, you know, maybe we go and stay for a couple of weeks, um, and, but we can end up going home um, because the access here mm-hmm. in our country is so, uh, the proximity is so uh, near. Um, whereas where you're at, like even for a simple infection, they're coming and they're staying for long periods of time, uh, days, weeks, sometimes months. And so obviously that creates a very challenging situation for those families, but it also creates an opportunity for you guys, like you said, and that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Some of our patients are even just diabetics who require refrigeration for their insulin and don't have a refrigerator in their mm. village. There is one, there isn't one. And so they stay in our cuisine and come in and get one insulin injection a day and go back and hang out at the cuisine. Wow. So it's just a very different way of life. Yeah. So I'm sure we can't even begin to imagine what a project like this would mean for this holistic ministry, but help us connect this to the people side. Maybe you can share a specific story of how the 
hospitals influenced or impacted um, particular people? Hmm. Uh, there are so many wish uh, that I wish I had time to share them all. Um, so if you'll allow me, I'll share two stories. Please do. Uh, both that show how God is doing incredible, incredible work. Um, one is directly related to my own experience. And then another story um, from the hospital has really inspired me. Uh, so several years ago, uh, there was a baby who had some chronic illnesses and was treated at the hospital and was there for a very, very long time. He was in and out of the hospital. His family came from far away, so they weren't able to uh, stay here. So his parents actually returned to their village. And so uh, there were some of the doctors and nurses who were here actually housed him in their homes in between hospitalizations. Uh, And Unfortunately, the baby ended up passing away after about nine months. Mm. However, uh, because of the ministry of nurses, doctors, the hospital resources, and the chaplains, his aunt came to know Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was really excited about it. And so she brought the good news of Jesus back to her village and shared it with her friends. And between them, they became believers as well. And they wow. started a Bible study in that community. And that grew and grew. And it is currently a church wow. uh, with members who have been baptized and somebody goes out there every Sunday to preach to them. And so I just think that's a beautiful story of how God works even through hard situations that are difficult to understand, especially as a healthcare worker who invests in Uh, people's lives. And a lot of times there aren't happy outcomes or what we consider to be happy. Um, The other story I'd like to share is from our nursing school program that started last July, July of 2021. And many many of my teammates and I have been praying for the future students uh, before we even knew who they were, that God would be working on their hearts and give them an openness to the gospel. The students who were selected to our program came from a variety of religious backgrounds. Uh, But during the first week of school, the first week of class, one of the students raised his hand and asked the professor how he could have a a relationship with God. (laughs) If only it would happen Uh, that way. Mind blowing. That's crazy. Yeah, it was mind blowing. We hadn't even started. Um, And so we were able to connect him with one of our Togolese believers who started doing a weekly Bible study with him. uh, And we were able to kind of see through the journals that he was writing, through his uh, questions that he was asking, that he was really, really thinking about Christianity and wanted to know more about Jesus and who he was, Uh, even though uh, he was being teased by several of his peers. Uh, eventually, he stopped going to the mosque for prayers, and he didn't celebrate Ramadan in mm. the spring. And because of that, his wife left him oh uh, for a time because she didn't understand why he wasn't following Muslim traditions. Uh, eventually, she did come back, which was another answer to prayer. Um, but this past August, he confirmed with the director of our nursing school that he had accepted Christ as Savior mm. and wanted to follow him. Wow. Uh, So it was amazing to see that God had been working on his heart and preparing him even before our school program had started. So it's been a privilege to be a part of the ministry here and to try to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those who have never heard of him. Well, that's awesome. And thanks so much uh, for the work that you do in Togo, Caroline. And thanks for being here with us today. We're just really excited to be able to partner with you in um, in this year's offering. Well, thank you for thank you for partnering with us as well. We're really excited to see what God will do. All right. Thanks a lot, Caroline. Thank you. 
So if you are interested in contributing to uh, Liberty Bible Church's Thanksgiving offering this year, whether you're a part of Liberty Bible Church or you're just listening to this podcast, uh, you can do that online. Um, just go to uh, findliberty.net slash give, G-I-V-E, and um, there will be a link there for giving in the, the drop down. You can choose Thanksgiving offering, and I'll put that website on the show notes as well. But before we wrap up the episode, we just want to ju- just say a thank you to all of you who have been following us regularly. We've been doing this now for a little bit more than six months, and we have been so blessed by this experience, Cammie and I. And we also wanted to let you know that as of this week, we are planning on taking a short hiatus for the holidays. So there will be no new episode um, through the rest of the month of November and through December, and but we will be back in early January with new series and new episodes. So hang in there. Um, we're just so thankful for you guys' faithfulness and for engaging with all these amazing topics with us. And um, so after this short break, we'll be back with you with new content and new guests. So thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in again and listening, and we aspire to give you real-life stories and experiences to help you in your current phase of life. And always remember to go and make your life mission. Have a great holiday season, everyone.